It's like life will kick the shit out of you and then it will put you back together with even more alignment. You know, it's like, that's, that's life. Like life is hard. You know, life is hard. (laughs) You're going to get your ass kicked. And it is the most beautiful, magical, amazing thing ever for us to experience. It's both. Welcome to the Jacqueline Shaw Show. This is a space where we go deep, deep within, deep within where you access the sacred wisdom within you, where my truth and the truth of the women I bring on this podcast create a remembrance within you, within your soul, within your energetic field. Here, we don't look outward, we go inward because in my world, it's always about taking you deeper in, in where your truth lives, in where your power resides, in where your soul knows. Welcome and get ready to go to the depth with me. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Jacqueline Shaw Show. Today, I'm like, what are we in for today? I think I was going to say today we're in for a treat. Today we're in for a we don't even fucking know because once three projectors get in a room together, there's just an energy that's already here, already buzzing, already moving when I reached out to these two gorgeous women who are joining me right now. I was like, what's it going to be like to have a conversation with three projectors? I think actually with Sam, I was like, oh, do you want to record a podcast with Jen and I, like three projectors? And I was like, no way, that sounds like porn. And then I was like, want to have want to have a three-way with Jen? No, that still sounds like, well, so who knows, guys, but today I have the Jen Kennedy and Samantha Skelly here joining me for a little three-way Jacqueline Shaw show. Let's go. Let's so go. I was a yes to the three projectors, one cup or whatever she said. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was coming no matter what. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, my goodness. On that note. <laughs> I feel like my beginning question is because I feel like Sam from the moment that you and I first connected, I was like, I'm obsessed. I love you. Jen, I had already got told that I was going to be obsessed and love you. And then we met in person for the first time we really mm-hmm. connected. And I feel like we do the three of us like have this energy together. How did you two first meet? We actually met in the most magical way. I actually love telling this story. Jen, do you want to tell it? Or do you want me to tell it? Well, you love it so much. How could I take that love away from you? You know? <laughs> What kind of friend would I be? No, I got this one. You're like, I love this. I love telling this story. I'm like, yeah, I don't really care. I got it. <laughs> so the first time Jen and I met was at a medicine ceremony and it was the most magical experience ever. Mm. So we were in this barn in the middle of nowhere in Texas on a ranch and I'd heard about Jen from my friend, Angie, and all the magic that this woman is And during the medicine ceremony, we sat eye to eye, cross-legged for seven hours and did not move and just realized that we were like soul sisters from another time. And it was just so wild and so Mm. crazy. And I just remember asking her at the beginning, I'm like, do you have a sister? (laughs) You're like, no. I'm like, I think we're sisters. (laughs) Do you have a a sister? Want want to be? Want to be one? (laughs) I was like, no. She's like, I think I'm your sister. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. 
<laughs> but it's just so it's so wild how our soul just knows like there's this resonance yeah. and this connection and it's like it was so funny so we met each other had that experience and then for months after i'm like i have a human question like when's your birthday yeah, yeah. Like, i don't know any human things about you but i know everything about the frequency of your soul and like what you came here to do and literally. all that you're going to be and all that you're going to birth through this world but like what's your favorite color <laughs> literally that's exactly how it was. Well, and it's, it is like what you said that Sam of just like, there's that, there's that resonance. And there's like that, even when I met you, Jack, it was just like, oh, hi, good to see you again. Like glad we found each other this lifetime. And it's, it's so interesting when that happens because you, we can't logically understand it. Right. And none of us really operate too much in logic. So that's great for it for the three of us, but we can't logically understand it, but it's felt in the heart. It's felt in the soul. And then you're just like, all right, well, here we are. I love that we started here because I feel like I try to oftentimes like I share this with, you know, in the work that I'm doing and how even through, you know, conversations, our soul clients through social media, like people really just feel like the essence, they feel your frequency before, you know, the words and everyone's like, but but how, like, how does that work? And it's just this, like, you can come into space with someone. And I truly believe it happens like in person, it happens like this, like very quickly. Mm. And I feel like it happens online too, when we're speaking in our fullest truth, when we're in this full self-expression. So anytime like we're holding back online or we're holding back in spaces, we're not bringing our fullness forward. We're not giving people the opportunity to really connect with us in this like frequency at the soul level. What ends up happening is, is, is we're off center and we sort of have this avatar and we're trying to connect through our avatar and then it's not feeling fulfilling and it's not feeling energizing because the essence of who we are is underneath all of these layers of protection. And we're trying to like connect through these layers of protection. There's like that beautiful art piece at Burning Man. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I haven't been, but I've just seen the photo of it of like two beings inside, like reaching for each other, but then the other ones are like their backs are turned. I don't know if you've seen that, but yeah. it just goes to show like within us all, like we're all dying to connect through our essence, through our soul. And oftentimes there's so many layers and things that, that prevent that and being yourself online. And for, for me, and still is like, it's, it's like freeing yet vulnerable and scary all simultaneously. It's like, I'm always like, just say the thing mm -hmm. like, Oh, I want to say that. And then it's like, but what if we say it? Like, no, just, just Sam, just say the thing, say mm -hmm. the thing, how you would say it to Jack or Jen, if we were in the same room, just say the thing. Yeah. And I think when we do that and we cultivate the courage to do that, we find that deeper truth within us and and everyone there's so many people that are a match for that and when you can find those like soul connections because it is actually the truest essence of who you are not the fabrication the avatar the identity that you've created in order to try and connect it's a really beautiful thing but it takes courage it takes courage and what you said there it takes courage like again and again and again because i feel like you know when i see you online and when people see you online it's like you you are such a walking permission slip to be like all of who you are. Like you're silly mm -hmm. and you're deep and you're this and you're raw. And, and, you know, and to hear you say like, and you're obviously like funny as fuck, but to hear <laughs> you say like, there's times too that, that you feel this like, oh yeah, but like, wait, can I say that? Oh, how would I, you know, like mm -hmm. just say it like for you to like, actually be like, no, it's still a thing that exists. Cause I think people think that it goes away, you know, that it's like, oh, that never happens anymore. You just, all of a sudden it's like, I'm fully expressed and I'm always feeling so brave. And like, no, like there's times that it's like, okay, let, let's get braver. Let's go deeper, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
Well, and that's the thing that, you know, real authentic connection is two people, like everything that Sam just said, it, it's two people that are willing to go beyond the illusion that are willing to go into the depths of their being that are willing to, to not look at a connection or a sisterhood or business or life from a, a contracted place, right. Or a wounded place. And it, it's two people that are really willing to meet ourselves there. So one of the biggest questions I think we probably all get asked is like, well, how do I find deep sisterhood like that? How do I find my dream mentor? How do I find my spouse? whatever it is. And it's our responsibility individually to do that work, to uncontract where we've contracted, to realize where's the ego leading and running the show versus where's the soul leading and running the show. Because if we are forming connections, no matter what level, whether, whether it's a coach, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a friend, whether it's a spouse, whether a business, whatever it is, if we are forming that connection from an egoic place or from a place of need or from a place of lack or from a place of, please see me, please hear me, please, please acknowledge me. Then this is where a lot of people find themselves in relationships that don't end well. And then it reestablishes the sisterhood wound. It reestablishes the, the lies within of that. I'm not good enough. I, I, I don't have the ability to be a friend, friend with somebody at that level or whatever it is. So it's our personal responsibility to go inward and really do that work and, and uncontract and, and really meet ourselves to the depths of what we're able and willing to meet ourselves so that we can find those true connections that in those soul contracts that we're meant to be living mm, yeah. out in this life. And that works fucking messy, you know, it's ugly. I I love how you said like uncontract. I think that's like, I've I've never heard it said like that. And I think that's a really beautiful way because that's, that is the isness of what it is, but it sucks, man. That work sucks. But if, if you're able to like cultivate the courage and the willingness to go into those crunchy, dark places and like really let the energy flow all the way through to bring it back into wholeness, why else are we here? I mean, ultimately, well, yeah. And what's like, like, think about a contraction, like a, like a muscle that needs to be worked on, right? The more that you can get deep, 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 deep into that contraction, then it releases. And what's on the other side? Light. Yeah. 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 And when you were saying that this, like being, you know, being seen, like this was, this was work for me. It was like this need for people to see me, this need for <laughs> people to hear me it was such a thing. And I mean, oh, hello, we're projectors here, like this deep desire to be like seen, to be heard. And it wasn't until I really released the need for people to see me and I started allowing myself to be in my full expression, allowed myself to mm-hmm. just be seen for who I am. Like then all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, here's the people see me. But as long as I was like in this, like, you know, tight energy of like, I needed them to see me before I could do this or before I would speak that level of truth or before I would do this, like that's where it created a lot of like blocking for me. The, the remedy that I, that I was, that I used for that is, you know, one of my mentors said, you know, it's time to really see yourself. Projectors want to be seen, but, but in my experience, what I found to be like so energizing and so nourishing is like the self-seeing, like really being able to like shine the light on myself and fully acknowledge and fully love and fully appreciate myself, my beingness, everything that I've went through, everything that I've overcome and like really spend like intentional, potent time in that energy, like turning the mirror, like into myself, like I see you. And for me, I like just for those of you who are interested in this, like what I've 
found to be the most beneficial in this self-seeing is doing mirror work, sitting cross-legged in front of a mirror. Literally, it only takes five minutes, but those moments where I feel off kilter, I feel like a little bit like, am I doing a good enough job? Or am I, is this even working or whatever it is? It's like sitting down and like really looking at myself in the mirror and saying like, I see you, like you're doing amazing. Like everything you're doing is working. Just keep trusting, keep following the flow. And it's like really speaking to those little inner child parts of us that don't think that they're quite good enough. I think that's the other important aspect of having true friendships and sisterhood, right? Mm -hmm. Is like utilizing each other to show, to be that mirror Mm -hmm. when we can't quite see it ourselves. You know, like I know Sam's one of the, one of the things that she said very early on in a relationship was if you ever like need me to tell you what I see in you, just call me. And there was a time where I called her or probably boxed her. Let's be honest, Mm-hmm. probably sped it up on like 0.3 or three, three X. And I was like, Hey, just, you want to, can you just do me a favor? Like, can you just like, tell me that? Yeah. Right. Cause when we go through difficult times, when we go into the crunchy, ugly, disgusting mm-hmm. darkness of healing, all of our wounds that we've ever healed needed to be healed. There are times that we are so deep in the darkness that we forget. Mm-hmm. And we're yeah. like, Oh my gosh, I only can view my life. I only can view my work. I only can view my success. I only can view my leadership, whatever it is from this contracted place, from this place of darkness. And there are times that, you know, mirror work is a great tool. And then there might be times where you're doing meal work and you just look at yourself and you're like, everything I'm telling myself right now is a lie. Right. And you might literally need like a really close friend Mm -hmm. or mentor or someone that knows you really well. And I think this is the value of projectors, knowing projectors and knowing what we need and just saying, Hey, I forgot. I'm so deep in the darkness. I'm so deep in a hole right now. I'm so deep in a contraction. Can you support me in bringing myself out? And this is leading ourselves and, and really truly calling on, on people that we love and that, and that know us, know us. But again, courage is a hundred percent necessary to pick up the phone and call your friend and be like, I'm in this shit right now. And I fucking hate it all and help me. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. You're actually giving the other person a gift too, because it, right. it's so joyful for me to reflect your essence back to you, you know? Yeah. It's just so good. I think this is such a big thing too, and a big conversation, because the moment that you said, Jen, like when you forget what I feel like often happens for people, then they sit in the like shame of forgetting who they are, you know? And oh, like, yeah. goes in that like spiral versus like, I mean, I often say this, I'm like the, the gift, like there's a gift in forgetting because it leads to a remembering and often mm-hmm. to this like deeper remembering. So what, what happens for you guys? Like when you feel like you're in that place of forgetting, like Jen, you said that it's like, okay, like having, you know, having conversations, having someone that can reflect that back to you. What do you feel like it is for you, Sam, when you're in that place where you like maybe have forgotten for a moment? Mm. What I know to be true is the essence of my soul just loves to fuck around and be joyful and play. And so when I'm in those moments, it's like the duality of like, how can I do the deeper healing work and like really have the breakdown? But then also, how can I just remember that this entire thing is one big game? You know, like what are the things, what are the activities that I'm going to choose to do in order to spark joy again. And so for me, I live three minutes from the beach. And so throwing on my wetsuit and running to the beach and catching a few waves, that for me is like the total reset or putting on my rollerblades and roller skating down the road or putting on a song and just getting my, like choosing joy, getting myself into the vibration of joy. 
and doing the work. You know, I think in the early days when I got into spirituality, I, I thought like I was so freaking serious about everything. Like it had to be serious and I had to heal and it had to be intentional and it had to be ceremonial. It's like, no, actually, like God is funny and found in hilarious things and even comedy and levity. Like all of this stuff is healing. And so um, it's the duality of like, how can I feel through the experience of like this sucks and reach out for the support that I need? But then also, how can I have a little bit of exposure to the things that spark joy more than, more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like also the, the whole aspect is that when you've, when you've been there a time or two, it's like not your first rodeo and you're like, Oh, hello, darkness. Good to meet you. Exactly. You literally know as dark or as heavy as it is, you literally know that there is such a purpose for it. Mm. And so you can sit in it and be like, okay, I know it's going to be, I don't have no idea when it's going to go away. I have no idea what this is going to entail, but there's almost like this, it sucks. And you're not bypassing the fact that it sucks. And you're not bypassing the fact that like, you feel literally sometimes like a deep, dark depression, but Mm. you also in the same exact breath, know there's so much freaking magic here. Mm. And if I'm willing to go through this, I can't even imagine what's on the other side. And you know, especially because we're all leaders, right? That the tools that we find in the darkness, as we're traversing the darkness, the tools and the experiences, Mm. it's not only for us. Like we literally then get to go take it into our work and be like, I have this for all of us. And and that's the point of leadership. So I also think like there's a, there could be a beautiful aspect to the darkness of just like, yeah, I'm in the shit right now and it really sucks. But also knowing like, it's almost like this eager anticipation of like, what the hell does this darkness hold for me? And I'm such a better artist when I'm sad. Like my creativity and my artistry is like level 10 when I feel sad or anxious or I don't hang out in the neighborhood of like depression that much, but whatever. When, I, when I'm feeling like a bag of balls, I am such a good artist. Like my writing is amazing. My creativity is amazing. It's like the first, it's like when you're um uh, on your menstrual cycle and w- when you're bleeding, like that time is also very potent. When I write poems, when I'm happy, I'm like, this is shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so interesting too, because I feel like so many people are like, they're afraid to like have the feelings of sadness or disappointment, or, you know, they're afraid Mm -hmm. of the unknown, like afraid of these spaces. And for me, I'm like, the unknown is where I feel alive. Like the, you know, the, the sadness is where you feel the most creative, the most artistic. And it's like, we try to almost as humans, sometimes we try to avoid, you know, going into certain like feelings or spaces or energy because it's like I don't know I think there's been like so much like it's it's not it's not good or it's like it, if you're like in the spiritual path you're supposed to be like this or that or whatever and it's like no no like we get to be all of it we get to experience all of it and it's all happening simultaneously anyway like every single moment in time is the ultimate contraction and expansion happening simultaneously like it's always both and so whatever we focus on our, our awareness amplifies anything that we focus on. So mm-hmm. it's like, what do we want to choose? Mm-hmm. And that's not spiritual bypassing to me. It's like, we can feel it and not get stuck in it. Absolutely. Well, I think that's the difference between being able to like bop between the human and like not even bop between, but it's like the full integration and immersion of the soul and the human, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Cause at any point in time, we can like really truly align with our, our greater purpose and align with our soul's work and just be like, whoa, this is a wild aspect of the human experience. And I can't even tell you how many times like Sam and I have had a conversation. We're like, dude, 
A minute. Ooh, shit. This is weird. Like we really signed up for this. Like we really yeah. did this. Yeah. Right. But it doesn't, it doesn't negate the fact that it's happening, but mm-hmm. it's like, we really can soul align and be like, well, that's weird. This is, this is hard. This is whatever it is. And it's like, all right, now let me, let me kind of go back into this human experience so that my soul can extract this wisdom and I can continue to lead what it is that I'm here to lead. That is life. It's like life will kick the shit out of you and then it will put you back together with even more alignment. You know, it's like, that's, that's life. Like life is hard. You know, life is hard. (laughs) You're going to get your ass kicked. And it is the most beautiful, magical, amazing thing ever for us to experience. It's both. And I feel like this energy to this like power of choice, like this is so much what I like talk about and bring into my work is like what we choose. And then as you're both talking, I'm like, do you ever have those moments where you're like, you know, those choose your own adventure book and you're like, wait, that's not the fucking thing that I wanted to choose. Like, can I go back? Like, why did I, why did I fucking choose this? Yeah. You're like, God, I said, I choose the infinite abundance, but like beautiful sunshine and rainbows. And it's like, God's like, yeah, you have to walk through hell and back in order to get yeah. there. And I'm like, no, but I didn't sign up for that. No, yeah. you're not yeah. hearing me. It's so wild. Yeah, but it's a surrender, right? Of like going into the unknown because, mm-hmm. you know, we all want the outcomes. We all want the money, the fun, the success, the whatever the hell everyone wants in this world, the great sex, the perfect partner, the travel, like everybody wants the outcome, right? Yeah. It's it's the yeah. human that we've, we just, we just want everything. It's mm-hmm. how we're wired, but not many people are wanting and willing to walk through the journey to get to that point. And the journey is going to be gnarly. If if mm-hmm. it weren't, everyone would be multi-bajillionaires and be living mm-hmm. like their best freaking lives on this planet. Like the journey yeah. to get there is full of ups and downs and it's full of like the most beautiful moments of your life. And it's full of like you swimming in a water with sharks and not sure if you're going to get bit in the ankle or not. But at the end of the day, it's going to, it's going to get you there. You've got to trust that it's going to get you there, but we've got to fall in love with the journey. It's so cliche, but so many people aren't willing to fall in love with the journey because we live in a fast paced world where people are posting their milestones on Instagram, like left and right. People are showing highlight reels on Instagram, left and right. And, and people have this misconception that, oh, well, it's going to be easy and it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be fun. and It's going to be full of this. And then the moment that they have a bad day, they get in a fight with their spouse, a launch doesn't work. They lose money, whatever that, whatever it is, the moment that they have to take a risk, they have to walk with fear. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. I don't want that Mm -hmm. anymore. I thought this was going to be easy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's our responsibility as leaders is to actually Mm -hmm. show the real, the raw, the ugly and everything in between, which Mm -hmm. we all do. But not many people are willing to show that part of it because there's a misconception that it makes you not as much of a leader. Yeah, I love that so much. I've been studying a lot of Ryan Holiday's work. I love him. All of his books are so amazing. And his recent book is all about discipline, which I'm halfway through now. And I I, I just oftentimes when you say discipline, many people are like, oh, discipline. But I, I really, truly believe that the art of being disciplined is one of the greatest things that we can possibly embody and practice. And I know for myself, for pause, like I don't have an exit strategy. I'm not doing this for the next three to five years in order to have a massive exit. Like this is my life's work and this mission is my work. And I plan to run this company for decades. And so showing up every single day and being disciplined in my art and being disciplined with my thoughts and my focus and doing the thing regardless of the result every single day. Like there's, there is such a beauty in that. And it takes a certain type of person to, to be disciplined. I believe, you know, it's like, 
yes, this road comes with like the most beautiful highs and lows, but like I work hard, you know, I know you guys, we work hard, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, we're not, it's not the hard kind of hard. You know, I always say like, choose your hard, right? I work from love and I love it. And there's, there's things that I get to do in order to advance the mission. It's not like force and pain. It's not that kind of hard, but it's an intentional showing up every single day and laying it all on the ground every single day and like giving myself over to this thing every single day. Yeah. And there's, and, I, and it's so fulfilling. And I think this is it, right? It's like, we hear the like, and it's like ease and flow. And it's like, yeah. And that comes from like the hard, mm-hmm. you know, not hard work in the way that like, you know, I was like taught as like a kid, but the hard work for me is the recoding is the noticing, you know, where yeah. I just fall back into that old pattern is mm-hmm. the, this like, hard of continuing to like show up again and again and again but the heart is like the willingness to go deeper the heart is the willingness to be like more fully me more fully self-expressed you know Mm -hmm. my good friend chris winfield says i work hard to make my life easy and Mm -hmm. i really believe that's it it's like being broke is hard but being rich is hard Mm -hmm. but what hard do you want to choose yeah yeah. It's like, an, I think it's in T. Harv Eker's book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. I read it years ago. I remember it always stuck with me that if you if you choose easy, then life is hard. And if you yeah. choose hard, then life becomes easy. But I think we have, I think that so, for so long, entrepreneurship, society, whatever you want to call it, whatever, whatever like sample size you're looking at, for so long, there was so many people operating in a wounded masculine energy because of ego, because of need, because of lack, right? Because of competition, because of not being good enough, not being seen, right? All of our wounds as a society were driving us into operating in an unhealthy masculine way, which the unhealthy masculine way was very much, it's hard. You show up and you do it anyway, like discipline wins, Mm -hmm. willpower above all. Mm -hmm. And everyone burnt the fuck out. And that's when, you know, a few years ago, there was a massive swing into feminine energetics and just flow and ease and love. And then everyone's over there being like, well, shit, this isn't working. Mm -hmm. Well, the number one reason why it's not working is because of course, it's not going to work. We're operating in one energy field, like one, like one dominant energy. But number two, the reason why you're even in this feminine is because you came from a wounded place. So fear and burnout and doubt were driving you to be here. Of course, it's not going to work. And so now I feel like we really are in the age. And I know that both of, I've talked to both of you about this, you know, in our, in our little chats is that we now are in an age of actually healing both the masculine and the feminine and actually learning how to integrate both the masculine and feminine in, because if we don't have the discipline of the masculine, nothing's going to flow, right? Yeah. If my cacao right here in this mug didn't have this mug, mm. it would be a shit show all over my, my office. It needs the structure. It needs this, mm. this structure in, in, in this container to hold it. But so often people are against the discipline because of, of the previous wounded, but the discipline is needed for the feminine. And what's the feminine, the creator. Mm -hmm. So if we actually want to create the money, we want to create the life. We want to create the business, the leadership, the, the, the friendships, whatever it is, you need the masculine. So the feminine can actually, the masculine is the thing that brings the feminine creation to life. And I really feel like this is where so much of our industry is shifting the leaders of our industry, not people who are just doing whatever the hell everyone else is doing because they think it's going to work, but the true leaders that are aligned, soul aligned entrepreneurs grounded in an alignment. This is where so many, I know all of us are, are leading this work because we need to heal it and then 
really integrate it in order to bring and lead what we're meant to lead in this world. And that's one of the major keys to success. Jen makes great cacao, by the way, you guys. Like I was oh, right when I said my cacao, I looked at you and I was like, oh, oh my yeah. god, like, oh my now. god. She made it for me two weeks ago, and at our house in Austin, I was like, dude, fill it up. I had like three cups. <laughs> I like how you say I make good cacao, where I literally pour a packet into it and add <laughs> hot water. And you do it with love, though. I felt the love. I felt the love. Jack, I'll bring it to Costa Rica when we come. Don't oh worry. Oh my god, it's bomb. You know, everything done in the frequency of love just feels better. better, Yeah, it's so true. Like when my mom used to say like, oh, I made it with love. Like I can tell. Oh my God. When you like go to a restaurant and they just like, don't give a fuck. And you're like, this tastes awful. But then you can have like the same thing, the same ingredients and they make it with love. And you're like, what did you do to this pizza? It's fantastic. So true. And then you go to make it and it's like, (laughs) (laughs) I'll call my mom. Like, can I have this family recipe that I make it? I'm like, but like, okay, what is this show? This is like the the creation, all of our work, yeah. right? Is if we do our work and we lead our program, we, you know, everything with love, mm. it's magic. But you know what's crazy, dude? I tell people this and they don't believe me. Like, well, of course, because like, people have to go through their own shit. Some, unfortunately, some people just need to choose ha- you know? really fucking hard. They're like, what's your marketing strategy? I'm like, I just fucking love people and I just want the best for them and I pour into them. And that's why our company has grown year after year for years now. You know, it's like love is our number one marketing strategy. That okay, is. Sam, that's like somebody saying, you saying that you have the greatest sex ever and mm-hmm. someone being like, teach me how to good, have good sex. And you give them the playbook, like you, bu- you make a little book and yes. then they're like, it's just not working because what yeah. makes sex sex is the passion and the love yeah. and the connection. Yes. And that's it. 100%. With what makes it what it is, is the passion, the love and the excitement. It's, it's the ego being set aside mm-hmm. and the love and the passion. But a lot of people have contractions that they can't even act, they can't even activate or they're not operating on a soul level. They're just like, I need to make money. 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 Mm-hmm. And of course they can't. It's like they're contracted. You can't mm-hmm. penetrate love into a contracted state that has to be done within. Oh, yeah. that's good. You should be a sex coach next. Yeah. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's plan like Z. <laughs> We're going to be like 95 years old and Jen's like, I'm going to do my opt-in for how to give a good hand job. <laughs> no, don't follow me for that. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, I just oh like God. now want to live to 95, which I feel like I'm also like probably 10 years older than you. So I might have to live to 105. Just to see <laughs> If anyone can live to 105, you can. I believe that. Oh yeah. The, oh my God. Like the way that the anti-aging stuff is advancing now, I literally feel like we're going to live here for, be here for 200 years. I'm, anyway, I'm, that's another podcast. <laughs> 200 years. But back to what you were saying there. I Here's the thing though. It's like our, as humans, like we love to overcomplicate shit, right? Like we love to like get stuck up here in our minds and like, mm. you know, put all this energy and like, figuring it out and how and this and that and feeling that we don't have the answers within us. And so it's like, no, but I need to like know what you do. And and if you just tell me it's like love, I want to be like, well, that's fucking bullshit. Like, tell me exactly what you do. And you're like, no, no, like I operate from love. Like I have so much Mm -hmm. passion in what I do. And this is why I think we see so often people signing up for the thing that tells me how to do it. Like A, B, C, D, E, F. And they're like, why isn't it? Why didn't that work for me? Because you were just trying to like 
follow the thing to get the thing without having like love for how you're creating the thing, love for the thing itself. Well, you said humans love to complicate it. Right. And I, and it's like, when you said that I was like really listening and I'm like, okay, well, why is that? That's where my brain always goes. I'm always like getting to the depth and the core of something. And it's interesting because we weren't born this way. We were conditioned. And, you know, you guys know I was a school teacher for seven and a half years and or eight and a half years and like, you know, fought a, a solid system for the entire time. And I look at, you know, it's kindergarten through fourth grade school. And I look at like, we are conditioned this way. The, the school system conditions us, society conditions us, right? It is like, it has to be this complexity. It's got to be this like, well, it's really difficult to get there, which I believe is just a, you know, taking us away from, from what our, our home is, right? We're like home within home connection with source. And so I think that's why so many of us and the three of us all talk about this is that deep remembering. Mm -hmm. And in order to remember, we got to cut through, we got to peel back the the layers and you've got to cut through all the bullshit and all the lies, because that's what it is. This like, it needs to be complicated. It has to be this. Like when that loop plays, it's like, no, nope, this is not true. And come back home to source, come back home to what is true. Come back home to my soul, because all of this is just, it's just lies that we've been conditioned since the time that we were little chicken nugget butts. Chicken nugget butts. You know, someone sent me a message last night when I, I think, I think I'd shared like some Instagram stories of my children and my daughters, like literally got like dreads and is wild and bear bum in the jungle. And my son doesn't wear feet. And they said, they're like, keep them wild. And I'm like, God, like that's Mm. the plan. Like being here in the jungle, keeping them wild. Mm. Like we unschool. And I'm just like, I want them just to feel like so fucking free to be themselves. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Cool. You unschool them. And then when we have kids, we'll just, you know, send them to you. Oh, see, Auntie Jacqueline in Costa Rica. She's got a whole school. Auntie Jack's got it all figured out, which mm-hmm. we're drowning over here. So we're just going to go to Costa Rica and let Auntie Jack unschool you, please. <laughs> well, you can also, I don't know if you can actually hear them, but you can probably hear them because they're just like wild out there right now. And this is what happens. It's like the whole neighborhood is probably all like good. So I don't be like, oh, there's 10 children in my school right now. They all just kind yeah. of, they it's come and they come be. here. Yeah. And it's like, it's like cool because I feel like they all like feel safe. Like my kids love to like, they love to be with their friends, but like they love to be at home. They love to be in this energy because I think they're just like, they feel, you know, they feel free here. Mm. Yeah. I mean, their souls are free to do what they came here to do. And the human isn't, that's the biggest thing with this next, you know, these next generations that are coming. And I think that's why all of us are so called to this work. And those of us who don't have children are doing this work, you know, before these little star seeds arrive is that, you know, this next generation, it really is the key to like mm-hmm. shifting the worldly dynamics of this earth and, and birthing the new, whatever you want to call it, new earth, new age, whatever it, it doesn't even matter. It's just our ego trying to identify and put a name on it. But it's like these little kids, they're coming here not to be conditioned, not to be told who they need to be and how they need to navigate this earth experience. Mm-hmm. They're like, guys, I am so much more wiser than you because you've been forgetting and you've mm-hmm. only been remembering for 10 years. And I mm-hmm. literally have never forgot. Mm-hmm. So I think that they are going to be some of our greatest teachers. Yeah. It's oh, funny yeah. when people are like, I don't know if I should have kids. This world's so crazy. I'm like, have the kids because they have the intelligence to create more coherence. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> 
Your child will save the world. Yeah, you're not child. to put pressure on you or anything, but like have the damn kid, okay? <laughs> have the damn kid and don't fuck it up, okay? That's your assignment. <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck it up I mean I truly feel like when we let them like lead like my both of my kids they just are like they're like the soul like the wisdom the soul wisdom and also like my daughter like her feistiness like everyone's always like she's she's love like she's just like love and joy and like she smiles and people like their energy gets mm. affected and then also she just is like fucking feisty and cuts through shit and you're just like where did that even come from and I freaking love it like I'm like mm-hmm. yes girl mm-hmm. yes girl mm-hmm. more of this I mean mm-hmm. there's definitely moments where I'm like oh my gosh like how am I gonna get through being your mother and at the same time like love it well yeah. it takes a very special soul to raise that so give yourself some freaking credit right there I always like this this is literally I mean I'm like tease but I'm like no it's like actually like a truth of what I feel I had two miscarriages between my two kids and the first one like I just like know the energy was a boy and then the second one was like a girl energy and I'm, I'm it's like the same energy as Sloan I was like I literally think you both tried to come back for the third time and Sloan just <laughs> get in the fuck out of my way like my turn, I'm going that's wow. like the energy she came into the world with that's hilarious oh so good and she did and she did she just like came in and came in when she like birthed me, I feel like, as I was birthing her and like just mm. was, yeah. I don't know why that song is coming into my head. I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> Do, you know why Cyrus? Do you know why that came in your head? Because I was literally about to say she came in like a wrecking ball. Really? Like, okay. <laughs> like I should you not. Then I was like, no, no. Like she actually like she she just came in how she came in. <laughs> <laughs> it like was immediately in my head. I'm like, where did that come from? I sent it to you. There you go. Okay. Jacksfield. That's where it came yeah, from. There you go. We're just tuned in here. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. Obviously, we could have a probably 10 hour podcast because that's just the way we roll together. But as we as we like wrap up here, anything that's just like from this conversation over there for you that you're like, my soul's just got a message right now to share. <laughs> So I ran a masterclass this morning called Solex, the somatic experience. And we were, I was sharing this whole process of like every point of suffering in our body, there's like an antidote. We have the antidote, we have the medicine for that suffering. And we walk around as this like giant science experiment, right? Every single day in every single way, we are, we are creating alchemy through bringing awareness to the parts of us that are like frozen in time. And I just think that like, that notion is really good. And the thing to answer your question that I wanted to share is, I used to think that it was my job to do that. So like the energy went from like my mental field to to try and like heal myself. And like when I first started my spiritual journey, it felt like a lot of like that sort of force energy. Like I have to do this. I have to heal my inner child. It felt like this duty and this responsibility. And what I want to share is like we are connected to so much healing energy through our awareness. And when we bring our awareness out, we can just literally – touch these healing energies through our awareness and they're there to help us, you know, like the divine mother, the divine father, the earth, like there's all of these energies that are here to like heal the parts of us that didn't get that quite that nourishment. And so as we navigate through the topics in this conversation, like leadership and sisterhood and, and, you know, becoming the one, it's like, we don't have to do it alone. 
Mm-mm. Yeah. We don't have to island. We don't have to do it alone. Like Jen said, we get to reach out. We get to ask for support. You know, we get to ask for support in the human form. We get to ask for support in the divine fields. We're not yeah, meant to like, do this alone. Like we never were. We were never mm-hmm. designed to do this alone. Mm-mm. 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 I love that. My soul is going to give us a message right now. Please come through. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anything, guys? Is there anything? Um, I think that there's a, you know, a level of responsibility when we desire to lead what we desire to lead, when we desire to live the life that we desire to live, right? Like when we desire to do anything, I think there's often like this forgotten responsibility of, of like what our work is as leaders to lead ourselves, to lead ourselves like into this connect, like into connection to really like to connect with our, with our spirit team, with the divine world, you know, like there's a level of responsibility. And I think a lot of people have a fear of responsibility. A lot of people are are afraid to like go into that responsibility, but kind of like what you were saying, Sam, is that the responsibility is like such an honor, you know, like it really is an honor what you were also saying, Sam, of like, you're like, I love leading my business. Like it's an honor to lead it. I'm not doing it for an exit, exit strategy. I'm not doing it for any of these things. Like it is an honor to have the responsibility to lead the work that we lead and to lead ourselves through the depths of the darkness, through sisterhood and relationships. It's, it's an honor. And so I just, I feel like there's a, a rising of, falling in love with the responsibility of the work that it is that we get to do. Mm, That's so good. I feel like this energy that we're talking about, like, you know, the frequency of love, this like energy of like feeling like the honoring of it, like that, for me, that shifts the whole energy of like how we do things, why we do things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And it's like having the honor to live our lives and lead our lives from a soul aligned place. Mm-hmm. versus like full circle when we first started this conversation versus I'm living in a contraction and I need to make money or I need to, to show this, or I need to do this, whatever it is. Like, of course, when I'm in this contracted space, there's going to be a fear of responsibility mm-hmm. because anything could break me because I'm a, like, this is like a fragile place to be versus when we are in this soul aligned honor of responsibility and leading, you're like, okay, bring it on. Like one person saying something bad about me on the internet, like you got nothing on me because I'm aligned in this. Mm, So good. Okay. Now, I mean, I I, should have known that I was going to just open up a whole new uh, thing, but so I've got like one more thing to tap into as you, as you said there, you know, and then it's like, like bring it, like I'm here for this. I think so often people are afraid to like show up in that like full conviction of who they are and claiming and knowing and put it out there. And like that way that you just stated there. Jen, because of that, like, unknown of like, what might happen? What might they say? Mm -hmm. What might, you know, that, that result be? And we have this like fear of what we can't see. I was talking to a friend of ours, of mine. We're all friends with her. And uh, I was like, listen, I've been fucking burned at the stake. I've been murdered. I've been like, pillet- like the, if I could name all my past lives because I lived my truth and what happened to me, like what's the worst that happens to me right now? I get canceled? Like, okay, internet. Like, are you fucking with me? That's like, hilarious. Get, okay, whatever. You know, like seriously, think of like, I mean, some people genuinely haven't tapped into past lives and and you will, if that's what it is. But I seriously look at so many of my past lives and I'm like, 
what am I afraid of right now? Yeah. You yeah. know, like, yeah. I'm like, okay, human, I honor you because you're actually three-year-old, five-year-old Jen that's making this like mm-hmm. seven-year-old Jen's terrified right now. Let me mm-hmm. love you and, and do this work to heal you. But also then like, let me come back home to my power. And I'm like, are you serious? I'm the entire fucking universe in one human body. Mm-hmm. Like what is there to really be afraid of? I'm like, that is good. Yeah, I'm just well, like, really? I, asked. <laughs> I got a security system. I got dogs. I got whatever I need. Like, you know, I, I'm not going to be burned at the stake. They're not even doing that anymore. You know, I know I've been murdered in a past life. Your comments not going to touch me, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, Kathy, like I'm <laughs> greedy because I, you know, whatever it is, or like, mm-hmm. and the devil, because I make money like, okay, okay. I'm sending you love and light and healing. You know, funny. we live in such oh. a funny world. <laughs> funny, funny world that we just, you know, that we, that we choose, that we choose to come live and have this whole experience. Well, I love what you said, Sam. Like, you're like, this is meant to be fun. Like God's yeah. funny. Like, you know, like, like God is hilarious. Like seriously. And so when we get in that energy of like the universe is meant to be fun, God has a sense of humor. We're just meant to fuck around and create things and play and be joyful. Like when we get on that vibe, it's like so easy. It becomes so easy, you know? And then the hard things are like, okay, well that sucked. And I got triggered and it sucks, but also I'm not hanging out there. I'm moving through it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like any time that we forget that like God's fun and not so serious, like you guys, seriously, it's just like, go check out Sam online. Cause that's what I feel like your, your <laughs> page always does for me. I'm always like, you are just out there. Just like, you know, letting it all hang out. If you know being, what I mean. Being all you. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Oh my gosh. Thank you both so much for being here, for having this conversation, for all that you bring into this world and your magic and your light and your poetry through the sadness. And you guys are both just such gifts in my Mm -hmm. world, gifts to this world. So thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Where are the best places for people to tune into you and all your wisdom and all of your magic? OnlyFans, Insta, Insta, <laughs> my OnlyFans account where I take. But you have to feet. pay me. <laughs> it's seven dollars a month, but I swear it's worth it. Um, everything in my world is samanthaskelly.com. Everything, uh, pause breathwork related. So the app, the facilitator training, the somatic coaching certification. That's all at pausebreathwork.com. You can find me on Instagram at the Jen Kennedy. That's it. Is that with one N or two N's? Dos. There we go. That means two. <laughs> The Jen Kennedy. See, you know, just like here I am, one spot, come find me. I love it. I love it. I love you both. Thank Mm. you so much. And both of you get your little booties down here to the jungle. Let's go. Bring me, bring me some of that most delicious cacao from a packet. Yes, let's go. (laughs) I'll bring my recipe. Gorgeous. Thank you for being here with us, with me today. These conversations, these riffs, these transmissions are seriously life-giving. They nurture my human. They nurture my soul. These are the type of conversations I want more of, and I know you do too. I'm so happy that you're here. It's truly an honor for me to bring my voice to this space. I love you. I will see you back here next week. In the meantime, please come join me on Instagram, Jacqueline underscore Shaw underscore. 
And if you have women in your world that you feel would love this podcast too, I would be so honored, so deeply honored if you share it with them. I love you. I see you. I'm standing in sacred witness of all that you are. Thank you for going deep with me.